0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Hey,
2: Tom, Stomping Grounds was this weekend. Um, I watched it. That's about all I really have as a takeaway from it, unless you've got something else to mention on it.
1: Well, I will say this. uh, Similar to another pay-per-view that had a weird name but then wasn't a horrible show, Great Balls of Fire, what the WWE is doing to its fan base, loyal fan base, uh, the hardcores, the IWC as it is, is that they're making the show so not valuable and not necessarily unentertaining but not the best product they could potentially do that they create the expectations to be so low. And when it's at that lowest point, then they produce a decent show. And I felt like that's what was stomping grounds going in. I don't think there was anyone, if they're being completely honest, was looking forward to any one match. There was no great story that had a payoff that was going to you know, come to fruition at this pay-per-view or a special event, whatever you want to call it. So everyone kind of went in it with a, well, we'll see what happens. And it wasn't bad. And it wasn't bad.
2: It wasn't bad, you know. I and in fact, if you go to SpanishNounstable dot net, I have a review up there of of stomping grounds, and I think that was kind of the way I felt throughout the whole thing. I'm like, you know what? I mean, no, not that bad. was bad. But that's been the complaint, and it feels like an assholeish thing to say to complain about.
1: Not bad, but well, he, here's a here's the thing that I and we can get off topic a little bit, but here's the thing uh, that the IWC needs to jump off their own dick about is I've seen throughout wrestling Twitter, if you don't like it, don't watch, as Mm -hmm. if... We are so unique that we're the only ones that tune into a show and have criticisms about it. As if Lost never went through that. As if Friends never Game went through Thrones. that. As if any of the great long – yeah, Game of Thrones. Any of the great long-term shows has ever went through that. We're so unique that we c- you know complain about what we watch and think it could be better. So just stop watching. That's not how it works. You can have criticisms – There's tons of criticisms of other shows that overall are pretty good. And I think what we're saying overall is this is not unwatchable, but man, we think it could be better. And now with Everyone Has a Voice Twitter and Everyone Has a Voice podcast, you hear from Hire Mac, you hear from Sam Roberts, you hear from Rosenberg, you hear from all these people that have their own idea. And because they're not doing that idea, it's not as good – but it's still not bad. And so I, I'm i justified in, in saying that wasn't that entertaining or that was amazing. And I can still watch it without you, IWC Twitter, wrestling Twitter, telling me to stop it. If you don't like it, you go away. Well,
2: it, that comment that I hear from a lot of people like, you know, the man, I remember when people were fans or something where they watched it. That kind of comment reeks of the Pledge of Allegiance, right? This blind like it's okay, man. I wasn't expecting anything. How numb have you become? Mm-hmm. Nonsense. Knock it off. Don't, that's, that's yeah. a I'm gonna side with authority because that sounds like the responsible, smart, wiser thing to say. Fuck you and your pretentiousness. No, it's okay for me to say, hey man, no, it's not unwatchable, but it is certainly not can't miss. It's not must-see TV, and the only reason I must see it is because I'm sitting here talking to y'all about it, right? Like, and you guys right. all rely on this, and you guys would be in, in a dark Place and you would be severely depressed if we stopped. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. So, I don't want to do that to you, so I keep putting myself through this for that reason. No, man, something that I've been a fan of for 30 years, or anybody, right, can certainly be like, hey, you guys, since you're the only realistic viable option with any sort of ease of access to the programming in 2019, I do have a gripe to say, if you expect me to keep funding this, because that is what I'm doing at $10 a month or more, then Mm -hmm. I would like you to do something better And you never have Like they keep going Nah it's okay You have four traveling brands And you couldn't make a One of them The hip cool thing to do Like AEW is poised to do You wouldn't You wouldn't You had to make All of them kid friendly Family friendly All fucking four of them And now we're going Hey we don't like that And you go Tough it's wrong to fucking sit here and tell me you, that you expect me to fucking deliver what you want. Well, fuck you. Then I'll go over here where they're saying they're right. going to do that. So exactly I mean, that's how it feels. It's really how but it feels. we're in the
1: interim right now and we have to wait for the next thing to come. So until the next thing comes, I would rather watch. Look, as bad as it is. The worst match in WWE Raw history to me is going to be better than any episode of Big Brother or Survivor or any other alternative that I have. So what I'm trying to say is I know that you can be good. WWE product because there are there are certain spots in your programming that i thoroughly enjoy currently and maybe i'm the outlier here i am enjoying the bailey alexa bliss nikki cross storyline so i know you can tell a story right i know you can tell a story so when you say hey kofi kingston's just wrestling again well no What are we doing? Let's try and put that same effort into another storyline. That's all we're saying. But I guess my biggest criticism isn't the New York Yankees who are the WWE, right? Because it's easy to criticize the Yankees or the the Patriots or whatever it is, right? Because they're the best. And obviously there's little chinks in the armor. My criticism isn't with them. My criticism is on a platform where I can say whatever the fuck I want. You tell me, stop watching. No, no, no. You stop listening to me. I'm going to say what I want, and if you don't like what I say, you can go that way. Yeah. That's my point. Well, there's
2: that, too. Yeah, and I just at least circling back to the WWE portion of it, I, and I'll even – if you again, I'm going to plug this again. I'm going to keep hitting that. Uh, go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Read some of my reviews of the show. I do like to highlight when I think something's good. I do like to highlight when I think, you know, here I think this angle or whatever, but that's just mere, you know, saying, hey, this could be better. But I do ultimately leave each one going – Yeah, I mean, this is here. Like, it is that Mm -hmm. traveling circus that, like, I could go and be like, sure, I could get... uh, It feels like Applebee's. Does that make sense? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be disappointed necessarily, but I'm not going to be thrilled with what I got.
1: Well, and that's like the law of averages, right? It's because they put on, what, 500 hours of Mm. new content a year? 500 hours is not going to be great. Also, 500 hours isn't going to be horrible. But the thing is, if the 500 hours is average and you feel that they there could be better attention to detail or better storytelling then i have a right to voice that and again mute me if you don't like what i'm saying that's my point stop telling me to oh i remember when this was a place that you just didn't sit around and complain well i remember a time when fucking newspapers were on every corner and phone booths were everywhere so fuck off times have changed
2: yeah i i and i'm all for look this is how they operate. They are a different structure than anybody else. So they do have to operate differently. It's going to be more corporate. It's going to be more vanilla. It's going to be more right. But it does not all have to be that way. You can get a little more this way and it could be through some of what guys like Dean Ambrose and CM Punk have said, and we'll get more into that in other portions of the show. So we'll kind of leave it at that for now. I mean, like there's definitely, it's, it's not, I hate the, uh, anything negative should just be silenced. Like, get out of here, right. man. I'm not hearing
1: right. it. Uh, but but yeah. I also choose. I also choose on that same uh, thought on the other side of the coin. I also choose to unfollow people where it's like, Jesus, you're just never happy. You're hate watching this. You're just wanting to criticize every single right. thing. Guess what I do as a Twitter account uh, aficionado. I unfollow motherfuckers. I say, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to see that anymore, and I'm done. You know what? We had a time where we
2: were really negative on the show, and we lost listeners to this day,
1: and they still haven't came back, and right. that's fine.
2: But if anybody knows where they are, please, please come back. Like we could really use the extra downloads and the and the listens and the and the money. And
1: well, and, and we've understood and heard your criticism, and we're trying our best not to be as negative. I'm in a way better place than I was when I was at my darkest point. That's true. Uh, and I think you still think I'm pretty funny and charming. It was written in an article that's published online that you can see at the, uh, if you ser- if you search the you can uh, find a Spanish downstable article. I'm charming. Uh, I, that's what our author said. And he's really smart. <laughs> so I'm much happier and I'm still charming and Tim's still bringing his hot takes mm. and passion so I think uh, you're going to like the show mm. to come back. So tell those people that uh, have um, left us. Come back, please.
0: The Spanish announce table.
1: So, Tim, we finally have heard a response to the podcast from John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, uh, the response from a WWE current employee. And mm-hmm. the top guy, arguably mm-hmm. in WWE, mm-hmm. he is no employee, sir. Oh, that is true. Independent mm-hmm. contractor. I stand corrected. But mm-hmm. we have now heard a response from a current WWE wrestler, arguably, like mm-hmm. I said, the top guy, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins.
2: He's a he's not a wrestler, sir. He's a sports entertainer uh, in his independent superstar. Well, he's a superstar. Yeah, that's true. He's a yeah. superstar. Right. Uh huh.
1: So Seth Rollins, (laughs) long story short, Seth Rollins has responded on the Sports Illustrated media podcast and Twitter uh, and Twitter uh, about how he feels people essentially paraphrasing, kind of putting words in his mouth, but how he feels people need to shut up that the criticisms of WWE uh, aren't necessarily all fair and that people like Dean Ambrose couldn't hack it or uh, couldn't take the rigors of what the WWE schedule is. So he took his ball and go and went home. That's actually a quote. He did say Dean Ambrose took his ball and went home. Now that sounds like something else we've heard, right? Stone Cold Steve Austin left. What did the Rock say? And it seems like, well, there was one uh, variable there that was constant in both of those um uh, stories and it's Vince McMahon so take your ball and go home might be a Vince McMahon line that he's telling Seth Rollins to say not saying that that's the case but from an outsider's perspective that's what it seems uh, we've obviously talked about the criticisms, criticisms we have of WWE uh, I felt like Seth Rollins uh, he did he was uh, I feel like he was fair in his response saying like look you know how much we do here it's easy to always criticize the top guy or the top promotion, but we're the top promotion for a reason. We do this and this and this and this. And I, and I feel that's fair, but again, calling yourself the best or saying that, uh, this is the standard barrier. That's subjective, right? Like yeah. we could see the same thing and you could say that's the best. And I could say that's average. Like right. it doesn't necessarily mean. Yes.
2: Just cause you're the most profitable and you do it the most doesn't mean you're the best.
1: Yeah. I mean, take for, take for example, music, right? At one point, Ashley Simpson, if you remember her, Jessica Simpson's Uh sister had the number one album in America. That does not mean that she was making better music than Jack white or that she was making better music than Jay Z. It just means that this many people liked that sound of music. And that's what I think pro wrestling is right. Like, we all have to accept what pro wrestling is. But if you enjoy Lucha Underground better than WWE, great. And we've talked about this before, too. But, you know, there's so many subcategories in this niche uh, fandom of pro wrestling that you can, there's enough room for everyone. If you like your stupid Young Buck stuff, which I think is dumb, but you like it, great. I prefer mat based wrestling. If you don't like that, don't watch it. I won't watch the Young Bucks. Like you know what I'm saying. We don't always have to say yeah. it's all or nothing here.
2: Well, but so and, and I listen to this podcast also, and yeah, I mean, he did say those things, but like he also said, like when he watched Game of Thrones, a show he loved, that he was like, I mean, honestly, I didn't have any expectations, so whatever it was was fine. It's like. Cool. Again, how numb have you become to this meaning anything or this doing anything, man? Like, you're, you're also bragging about being the top guy of what? Something somebody else wrote for you that you just go out and do whatever? Like, okay... Cool. But then don't act like that's not what it is. And mm-hmm. that is vanilla garbage nonsense. And the only reason the allegiance is there to you is because everybody else that puts out has shown that they can't even tie their fucking shoes along the way. Right. We're hoping mm-hmm. AW is different because there's active money of people who have been very successful, even more successful than man as far as businesses go now backing this thing right that's rarely ever been the case outside of wcw for a little while and that even still got screwed up right right. so the only reason is because you're the only one producing even marginal okay stuff to watch is the only reason you're still this successful here's what we're telling you you realize how much we do it's too hard to be that good at, at doing this
1: hey here's what we've all been saying don't do it so goddamn much exactly that's my that was my response to what i heard from seth rollins is when he says do you understand what we do we do what 500 matches or whatever it is you know 300 days media and all that yeah right and then three you know uh yeah whatever it was all those numbers that he was saying the 300 media appearances a month and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like that is impressive right if i write that down I am impressed by your work ethic, but your work ethic doesn't mean you're the best, right. right? There, There's plenty of people that outwork me from their work ethic, but that doesn't mean that if we're doing the same job, that person's going to be better than me. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case.
2: Well, and here's another thing that, again, I've been hollering. It's the same thing Dean Ambrose said. Yeah, let's say you've got 500 events a year, right? And you have 365 and people, some people are hitting you know, you're not doing every one of those 500 events, but you're hitting a large portion of them. What Dean Ambrose most recently said, and what other people have been saying, is you've got four brands running right now, and you've got almost everybody under the sun who you haven't like gotten into a bad relationship with or is otherwise unemployable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Employable being a word that I want to hit on there. Um, and you've got <laughs> them all running around to the same essentially set of 500 events. Like, it's not like. You split those 500 amongst four, and now it's 125 for one brand. Holy crap, that's way easier for all the people involved. That's mm-hmm. way, You know what I mean? Like You can have various, far different brands, so it does appeal to a wider breadth of audience so that you wouldn't have people going like, this sucks. Because if I didn't like Raw because you made it that way, I would go watch SmackDown because it was a completely different program. But no, that's not what you want. That's what you refuse to do. So it's a fair criticism to say that this isn't... I don't like this, and I want you to change it before somebody else gives me what I want you to – you know what I mean? Right. That's all all the people are saying, and they keep going, fuck off. You're
1: right. Yeah, but I will say that Seth Rollins did make valid points by saying, like, look at our production that you take for granted. Look at how we present an in-ring product. You know, there are things that we take for granted – Uh, as WWE being the top dog, right? Like, if you were to watch a Ring of Honor show and a WWE show, for one, you can see everything in a WWE ring. Ring of Honor, we might not necessarily say the same. And there's more continuity, generally speaking. I know we can poke holes in a lot of things, but generally speaking, in a WWE product, right? We understand stories, not just like, oh, this random match, but that was cool. I guess it happened. That happens a lot in other promotions. So I will... Uh, I understand Seth Rollins' feelings because he understands what they're going through day to day. But as an outsider looking in, again, best is subjective, but I feel – He also needs to take a step back and realize, like, yeah, WWE's great for you because you've been pushed since day one in this promotion. It's like white guys saying there's nothing wrong with America. It's like, well, duh, because you have all the privilege and advantages. Of course Seth Rollins is going to think WWE's the best. Name a time when he wasn't being in the top spot or near it, right? And so – yeah, he's never going to have a criticism because for him, if everyone had his type of work or, you know, his uh, booking, they would love it. And he loves it. So why shouldn't he say he loves it? For To him, it's awesome.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: Tom, I'm going to roll a bunch of things in on this one because it all kind of centers around mostly two two names. The The crowd even – was chanting loudly that they don't want this. Uh, the Undertaker is back. He's going to team with Roman. He's going to take on Shane and Drew. Um, the reason I'm going to bring in The Miz and all this in is because the, that crowd chanted, no more Shane. Um, how WWE just went through what we saw with The Undertaker and Goldberg and thought and saw the response to that and were like, yeah, Roman, right now, middle of Raw. right?" Like, What is going on? This is what Guys like Dean was talking about. Like they can't even s- they they don't even it's they they either are sentient and aware and they're saying, Fuck you. Yeah. Look. Or they don't get it. Either way is kind of shitty,
1: right? Like either Very way, shitty. Kind of shitty. Right. Uh I will say this. I again I'm not happy that Undertaker's back again. <laughs> right. But as I said after that uh that match that he had with uh Goldberg, I didn't want that to be the last time it, but, we saw him in the ring. But okay. So, hey, but we're but, putting them in a tag. Well, so- but listen.
2: But here, okay. The tag is going to be him and Roman versus Drew and Shane, right? So, we know Shane isn't really wrestling all that great. We know Undertaker isn't really wrestling all that great, right? So we've got essentially Roman versus Drew. Well, we just saw that. Do you think the match that you just saw at Stomping Grounds is going to be improved by them having two old guys also
1: with them to tag in and out? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, with that logic, yes, I know. Right. That doesn't make sense. All I'm saying is, (laughs) hey, let's get that one more Uh... Undertaker match just so we can have him do the pose and not embarrass himself like, like he last did saying that for 10 years now Oh well he's been saying that you know this is it
2: they should have stopped it at, at Lesnar when the streak broke should have ended there
1: Yeah or the or the I end agree. of an era You know, even then the end of an arrow. I would. Well, no, the streak was amazing. The end of the streak was amazing. I, I I would have ended it. Should have
2: ended. Uh, Yeah, the streak ended. He, it. You know, he should have ended. He should have fucking died. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he now looks like an actual dead man. Like it's fucking bad. He's got the long hair, but it's in strips that look like like uh, one of the road warriors grew out their fucking hair. Mm -hmm. Like, and so he's trying to do a comb over with the long hair. Like, it's don't.
1: But Don't. I will say this, this, this is my other uh, observation is in the 1980s, we used to uh, have a phrase or they used to have a phrase that we found out through Bruce Pritchard is Hogan must pose, right? Oh. That, that was a thing in the 1980s. Hogan must pose. Now I feel it's Shane must jump every fucking week. He has to jump from something. And yeah. now he's not even getting the air that he used to. Like if you watch that coast to coast, he hit Miz in the thigh. Yeah. And so he's doing it too much. He's He's over-exerting himself. (laughs) Well, he's going to hurt himself. He already hurt himself once when Roman knocked him out unconscious at Survivor Series. Remember that? And like you said, yeah, he's older. Undertaker's older. Uh, Roman and Drew aren't setting the world on fire with the storyline that they're really telling against each other. Screams AEW. This has an AEW chant ready for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's what this match is, is to get someone to start chanting AEW.
0: And why? Why? Yeah, it feels weird. Doesn't make sense. The Spanish announce table.
2: Hey, Tom, it's been a while. I think I should remind you and the listeners, we've got an Amazon link on our website, SpanishNouncetable.net.
1: We sure do. Amazon, where you can get any and everything from home goods to, you know, those lavish, expand. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to just say lavish gifts. They have it all. Yeah, Amazon uh, doesn't pay taxes, but they'll give us a kickback (laughs) if you go through our Amazon link and buy something, uh, through the Spanish click on the Amazon link at the top. And then as always, you are not affected at your price point, but we do get a little bit of a kickback, which is great for us and great for you because the more money we make from that, we invest into this podcast. Win-win for all parties involved. Spanish
2: Click the Amazon link right at the top. And thanks.
0: The Spanish announce table. All
2: right, the 24-7 title almost seems like it's now being there to get me to feel sorry for Drake Maverick.
1: Yeah, I don't know where this storyline pays off, but I like it so far. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I love it. it. It's more captivating than Intercontinental title, more captivating than uh, most other championships, <laughs> so kudos to that. Even though it's treated silly, as it should be, it's still a good story. I want to know what happens to Drake Maverick.
2: Now, here's what I've said, though. I've seen it on the likes of a Jinder Mahal. I've seen it on the likes of a Drake Maverick. I've seen it on an EC3. I've seen it on um, uh, Heath Slater. I feel like all of these guys could have a couple-week run where this would be a fun storyline for them to tell in their own unique characters. Like, Heath Slater's mm-hmm. got kids, right? Like, imagine the storylines you could be—they've never gone into that, by the way. Why does he yeah. not have kids around? He keeps talking about having kids, and we never see any of them outside of that one trailer park family they tried to show as he had. It was weird.
1: And if this title is as silly as it is where it's changing hands at weddings, you could have Carmella beat our truth That creates a separate storyline there of how could you betray me? Boom, boom, boom. That's separate from the title. Then Carmella, you know, kind of in our truths space. Corey Graves could win it take- because- she could give it to her
2: right. boyfriend. That's her boyfriend now. You well, know? yeah.
1: Like, if we want to break that forth, right. I'll do that. But then somehow it gets to Heath Slater, right? And then you have Heath Slater's like, "Look at me! I got kids! I can finally do this!" Da, da, da. and have one of his fucking kids beat him for the title. <laughs> right. I got kids, and one of them beat me. God damn it! And then he's distraught. So Drake Maverick, you know, comes Beats out the from kid. the ashes of this. But the next one, and so another sub sub story that you could tell. About twenty four seven title is that it ruins people's lives. Look at Trick Maverick. Look at Heath Slater. Look it at is, Our Truth. It's, like this is a curse. It's like no heroin, wants this.
2: right? Everybody, like yeah. you, the the it you hone it. It's like the the ring, right? Like it's, it's yeah. the, it will ruin you everything the for ring you, right? Where
1: everyone yeah. wants it, but once you get it, you right story. Of the 24-7 title. You
2: have to keep running and it, and it infiltrates your every life. And then as soon as you lose it, you think, okay, it's over. But no, like, I got to get it back,
1: right? Like, there's something exactly. about it. That yeah. is the 24-7 title.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.
2: It's still going. Alexa Bliss. Nikki Cross, the Bailey Schmear campaign. There's a whole lot of subtleties to this storyline that I like. Whoever's writing this one is doing it well because it's very relatable. Every friend group, even males, uh, definitely females, uh, have been through situations like this all the time. Like you, oh no, no, you don't want to talk. No, we know that person. Believe me, like we know this person for decades. Don't, don't. And they're like, no, man, they're nice to me. Fuck you. What do you, you know, like? Oh, mm-hmm. oh no. So what do you think?
1: Well, I love that story. I love that story that's being told. But another thing that I love about this is because Nikki Cross got a clean victory over the champion. So on top of, mm-hmm. hey, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss might be using you. It's, hey, Nikki Cross, you don't even need Alexa Bliss because you can do this on your own. Yeah, you that's pin the, the champ.
2: Now Now she gets the title shot? What's up right.
1: with that? Right, And that's the story where maybe eventually she realizes like – I never needed her. I am as good as her. I'm as good as Bailey. I'm the best on this roster. And then this confidence blooms from nothing. That's the sub story that I like that's being told. The main story of, hey, all these girls are telling Nikki Cross, stop hanging around this toxic person. And Nikki Cross going, well, she's always treated me well. I don't get what your guys' problem is. I love that, too. This is right now. My favorite story in WWE because of all the subtleties and all of these hints at relatable things. Right. I've been told plenty of times, don't hang out with that guy. He's a dickhead. And then I had to learn for myself, oh, he was a dickhead. That sucks. And then I've also learned like, hey, why am I working so hard for that person? I'm better than that person. That boss, that guy shouldn't be my boss. He should be working for me or she should be working for me. So, yeah, I love this story. It's it's being well told. Yeah,
2: it is the best storyline. I And I think a close second uh, and the only reason it's number one is because the, the close number two is the 24-7 title. And that is intended to be a bit of a comic relief. So right. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like this is the best storyline being told right now.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: Tom, besides all the wrestling, uh, you have other interests and you have other activities that you engage in. What what happened this week with Tom's world?
1: Man, it did not stop. So Friday I got off work. Went well, right it's good from- it didn't stop. Right. Well, yeah. from work, it Your went world. right into, went to dinner with Emily's parents and Emily Ooh, yeah. uh, to a very, very nice restaurant called Lydia's. It's an Italian restaurant. Lydia is a, a world-renowned chef. Uh, she has multiple restaurants across the country. Uh, one of them is here in Kansas City. She's been featured with Gordon Ramsay, all of that stuff. Food was on point. Fantastic. That was the primer because the main event was was we went to the Kansas City Music Hall, and we saw uh, the play that is sweeping a nation, maybe even the world, Hamilton. And it's not a play, let me correct myself, it's a musical. I saw the musical Hamilton, and it was good. Uh, because I have criticisms, and I always think I can do it better than anyone else, because that's my ego. The only criticisms I had is, uh, there is a little bit of cringe anytime you're mixing, you know, flossing and pirouettes, or the dab, and you know, a one two twirl, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's gonna be a little bit of like, ugh, but it wasn't horrible, it didn't distract you. You just noticed it a few different times, at least for me. And I was like, well, okay. And uh, one thing I would recommend if you do see this exclusive uh, musical, because tickets are hard to come by, and thankfully we got ours, but uh, maybe listen to the soundtrack before you go, because. Uh, The lyrics, they pack in a lot and a little bit of time. So each song has a lot to unfold, uh, but obviously you don't get to say, time out, wait a minute, what was that, and what was that, and what was that? Uh, So after the the musical, I listened to the soundtrack on Hamilton, or excuse me, on Spotify of Hamilton, and then I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. All right, now I get it. But I will say the set design was amazing, the choreography, uh, the stage performance, Uh, Placement. They had like a rotating stage where people were doing some amazing things. Uh, It was good. Uh, King George was hilarious. Uh, George Washington, the guy who played him, was fantastic. Thomas Jefferson was great. Hamilton did a really good job. Burr was great. Uh, Definitely recommend if you can find it on, I don't know, a PBS YouTube channel or go to it in person if you can. Uh, But it was really, really cool. Then Saturday – uh, got over one big hurdle before the wedding. We had my dad and stepmom meet Emily's parents. Uh, thank God for vaulted ceilings because no one could really understand each other. We were at a Mexican restaurant, had a uh, okay. vaulted ceiling, uh, acoustics were not great, so I would say a third of the conversation was "huh," "yeah," "oh," polite laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, because if you can't understand each other, that's all I need, right? Just You saw each other. That's all we That's that's you what You saw the living
2: people who aren't yep, murderers. yeah living
1: people. There they are. There you are. Here we go. The one funny thing is we had a who's on first type of moment. Mm. And if you don't know what I'm referencing, Google who's on first. It's one of the best uh, short one acts of mm-hmm. all time. It's mm-hmm. personally my favorite. I have a framed uh, um, uh poster with the the lyric or excuse me not the lyrics but the um the words uh on it in my bathroom love it anyhow um but her dad's name is mark and my dad's name is mark so when they introduced each other it was hi mark yeah mark and then the other mark was like no no, no I'm saying my name is Mark and he's like yeah so I'm saying my name is Mark so we had to go stop you're both named mark and so we had a funny little moment that was a cute little icebreaker Mm -hmm. to get everyone settled in again. Thank God for vaulted ceilings because not everything was heard, which was great. Loved it. Got past that. Then Saturday night, I went to my (laughs) high school reunion. 15 year high school reunion. Oh, yay. All right. How did that go? God, it was so much fun. Fucking. I don't understand why people don't want to go to high school reunions. First off, I'm still really good friends with a small group of uh, friends that I went to high school with, right? So when I went to the high school reunion, I made sure that my friend Chris was going, that my friend Matt was going, that my friend Scott. like, So I knew that I was going to be around people I really enjoyed, right? With that being said, some people showed up that I still don't like, that I've seen post-high school, that I still have issues with. And guess what? I fucking let them have it. There's this guy, Kevin Hill. He can suck a cock from the back. He sucks at – Fucking life. And he was walking around with these like designer jeans that look like he got them from Kohl's and like an oversized polo. And he was walking around with his chest out as if he's done something in his life and he's fucking done nothing. And so I decided after four or five drinks and some glares towards him that I was just going to call him an ugly model. So anytime you ugly model. And he just kept walking. I was like, fuck you. And You know, I was petty. Who cares? I can be petty. It's a high school reunion for Christ's sake. And so I let him have it and I didn't like him. Him and Jared Wilde, those both guys can have a circle jerk and fucking porcupines. I don't like either one of them. Uh, so that was fun, though. I had a great time picking on them. Made me feel back because th- I was a bully in high school. I used to uh like really bully kids and. <laughs> I know it wasn't good, but it felt good to be back there. Like, I've evolved <laughs> as a person, right? Like, I've definitely moved past bullying okay. people, and I understand the time. All right, All but right here for we go. Two hours, hold on, hold, hold on, on, hold on. For hold on, two hold... hours, it was good to, like, feel it, you know, like, yeah, fuck okay. that guy. And I made his life hell for the night. All
2: right, so here we go. So, Tom's like, Tom is like, I can't figure out why. No, people don't want to go to their high school reunions. Let me tell you, right? I was a bully in high school, and I used to pick on people, and I had a bunch of friends. And when I went there, I made sure my bunch of friends were going to go, and I bullied the shit out of all these people. Why wouldn't everybody have a great fucking time with that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, just do that. Guys, I figured out the formula. You know? E equals MC squared. Make sure you're the bully. Bring your bullied friends or bully friends and pick on the fucking guys that you want to pick on again.
2: The Spanish announce table golden rule is do unto others before others can do unto you, right?
1: Now, with that being <laughs> said, I was well-liked in high school, and there were plenty of people there that I haven't seen in a while that was good to reconnect. Those specific two people are still dickheads that no one liked. Actually, one girl even said, she goes, you can take the independence out of the girl, but you can't take the girl out of independence, or you can take the girl out of independence, but you can't, can't take the independence out of the girl because she was going to fight Jared Wilde because she didn't like him so much. So I wasn't like... On this island, just being a dickhead. Like everyone felt it. I just had the call to say it because what are they going to do to me? You know my bully friends.
2: And pig on this guy because yeah. look at his stupid shirt.
1: <laughs> oh, and he's the worst. You know those entitled pricks that walk around with like a puffed out chest as if they've done something. And it's like, shut the fuck up. We're at a high school reunion. Stop trying so hard. Just be you. And you suck, but be something else, I guess. But
2: yeah, I don't. know. So well, this is precisely why. I did not want to go to any of my reunions and I'm not going to go because I don't want to see that guy. I don't want
1: to be... Oh, but I was well-liked. Everyone loved it. We were playing back. We were taking shots. I was hugging people. Uh, reconnected with a couple friends. I was like, I've seen you around, but I forgot your name. It was great. It was great. None of that happened in my <laughs> Oh, it was great. I loved it. It was it was an enjoyable time. I'm looking forward to the twenty year reunion. Uh we were joking though that by the twenty year reunion we're not gonna remember any of our names because it was barely like Anthony? No, it's uh Steve. Okay, hey Steve, how is it going? Like it was a lot of miss uh swing and misses on the names. So that was my Saturday night. And then my Sunday, I saw Toy Story 4.
0: Yeah,
2: how was that?
1: It was fantastic, fantastic. Probably the best movie I've seen this year. I'll say this. After thinking about it, kind of um, processing what I saw, I think I enjoyed the end of Toy Story 3 more. But I think Toy Story 4 overall is funnier. And both endings were were good. Like, I just preferred the ending of 3 more than I did of 4. But 4 had some new characters that were able to play some new notes in the Toy Story, you know, uh lexicon, as it were, right. Yeah. yeah, the lexicon. And so it was a welcomed, like, oh, like there's a guy named Duke Kaboom who's played by Keanu Reeves. Fantastic. Um, and, and so it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend if you have kids, go see it with them. If you don't have kids and you've just been invested since 1995, I believe, when the first one came out, go see it. It was great for all ages. So, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs>
0: The Spanish announce table.
1: Tom, I don't
2: know if you noticed. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch
1: are doing it. Well, they're not doing it, mm. but we do know they like each other, mm, right? Uh, hey, they could still be saving themselves for marriage. We don't know. True. That That has not been told to us as an I audience mean, if member. If we're going to
2: look at their, you know, at least his history. Hey.
1: We're peeking behind the curtain then. I'm uh, saying the character Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, all we know is they like each other. Mm-hmm. They're smitten with each other.
2: They are smitten. They're smitten, and it's it's flooded the everything. It's flooded the mm-hmm. everything. Uh, and I flooded guess we're going to get – so we're going to get – I think I said it's SummerSlam, but apparently I forgot about Extreme Rules. Uh, we're going to get uh, them and Baron and Lacey. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I think this is I think if I'm ju- if I'm predicting this as a lifelong WWE viewer, I think what will happen is we get the payoff of a kiss after the match, right? Matt Hardy and Lita had a big kiss. Um Couple, Triple H and Shane McMahon, or Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon have had a big kiss. Uh, there's always a big kiss, a big monumental moment in these on-screen relationships. As of now, we haven't seen that, so I can see through hell, fire, and brimstone. You know, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch come out the other side successful, and because of that, they're drawn closer to together, and that's where we get the big kiss and hug, and they love each other. This is so great.
2: I like the potential of this storyline, but I I fear it's going to end up just like you said, and then it's going to be over, right? They're going to win at Extreme Rules. There'll be a kiss. Baron Corbin will go on being an asshole with something else. Lacey Evans will go beat up somebody else. I want this to go on for a while. And I want the storyline, the real intriguing part between Corbin and Lacey Evans, right? Like, I want, remember, like, he was like, hey, and who knows? Maybe we'll be the next power couple, right? And Mm -hmm. I want announcers and stuff to be like, oh, here's the possible new power couple. And I want her to be like, hey, no, we're not, like, Mm -hmm. no. Right? Like, no. And I want him to, like, even, not even have really thought of that. Like, he doesn't actually have interest, but he'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. screw you, Right. right? So then he's trying to be like, hey, fuck you, right? Like, so he's showing off a little bit, right? And then maybe she's like, all right, right? But then he's like, nah, screw that, right? So you get that tension, Between them, right? They kind of like each other, but they hate each other, right? But they're working together, right? That kind of thing, and then they're like, at some point, like even Becky and Seth could start arguing, be like, "Well, geez, why don't you show me that kind of attention? Why are you trying to impress me like that, Mm -hmm. right?" Like, I mean, there could be so much this could carry on for a while if it was written in in a in a storyline, right? With characters and dialogue. That's what we're missing here.
1: I will say that the the wrinkle in this story that's different than most that I actually really like because of 2019 and, you know, not everything is how it's always been is the damsel in distress was Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch went for the save to him. Right. Right. It's always been Lita's caught behind Triple H and Stone Cold and Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy save her. Right. But. In this case, it was Seth Rollins was essentially two on one because Lacey was the ref and Baron Corbin was his opponent. And it was Becky Lynch that came in for the save. So I enjoy that. I think the interesting wrinkle could be how Seth Rollins adjusts to being the one being saved, right? So he was saved at uh, stomping ground. Okay, right? He's okay with that. Uh, We're going to say that you're the man's man. I'm fine with it. I was the man first, but whatever. Like, if he just said something like that, right? If he was like, you know, you're you are the man. I did say that I was the man first, and people kind of identified me as that. But whatever, whatever. It's cool. Hey, it's your thing. Love you, love yeah. you, babe. You're Get great. The
2: money off it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. everything's great. Love the shirt. Yeah. All that's the money, awesome. So you know, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Seth Rollins gets put in another, you know, disadvantage. And Becky makes the save again, and then you get the Baron Corbins, uh, the Bobby Lashleys, the Jinder Mahals saying like, yeah, like, hey, man. Why don't you get your wife to come? You know all the criticisms that Triple H gets uh, when they make the thing mm-hmm. about Stephanie, right? Oh, do you all have right. to ask Stephanie for permission? Do all that right. with Seth, and let's see how that storyline goes with Becky how my Lynch. My life
2: would go if in, in any kind of setting like this too. <laughs> like, are really yeah. to Go check with your wife. I'd be like, yes, actually, uh, but she's yeah. gonna be okay with it.
1: <laughs> now, now, where I, where I personally hope this storyline gets the payoff. This is where I want it to go. Is breakups always happen, but it's, again, the guy ends up being the jerk and yada, yada, yada. Mm. There's been one storyline where Trish Stratus turned on Chris Jericho and sided with Christian, but that was all just because she never really liked him in the first place. This, we've already established. They are in love. I want you have Becky Lynch. Well, no, I want Becky Lynch to continue to save... Seth Rollins, Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins getting upset with, Hey, I don't always need saving Becky Lynch. We find out later is tired of always having to save Seth Rollins. I want a man that's as man as me. That's what she could say, but I want the payoff to be the tour in the ring after another tag team against, uh, you know, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox, whatever it is. Brock Lesnar's music hits. He looks to the stage She takes a step back, low blows him. Yeah, He comes in, gets the cover, one, two, three. And then that's when Becky Lynch is like, I was tired of having to save you. I want a man who's man enough to be with me. Maybe have her go with Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't have her do that, but I would just have her as the heel.
2: But And it's all perfect. The only thing I would change is because it's Seth Rollins, she's got to hit him in the back with a chair right now like, that would be, be perfect right right yeah, yeah. she's got to hit him like that would be perfect they see Brock know. Lesnar hits they both grab chairs right yeah and they're like we got this right they even like tap the chairs right yeah, yeah and yeah. then whap, and then new champ
1: that done. that would be yeah that's right. the detail that, that that is perfect I don't know if, you know that, but yeah, maybe they do grab chairs because it's Brock Lesnar, right? And that's that's how Seth Rollins is beating Brock Lesnar lately, right. so it makes sense why he would grab well, a chair. And that's how he grabbed one too,
2: and
1: yeah, yeah, it's but all yeah, history. Then it's full circle, and then that's where you could tell a really interesting story. Now we're going down a rabbit hole here, yeah. but that's where you could get really good because one of the most interesting stories in the last ten years to me now it was very vanilla and watered down, and it wasn't as told as I. It wasn't as told as good as I wanted it to be. But remember when Rock beat John Cena at WrestleMania 28 and then at WrestleMania 29, John Cena was like, do you realize what that loss did to me? I got a divorce. Mm. I went on a losing streak. Like this is my, ter- my my time for redemption. You could have Becky Lynch turning on Seth Rollins and Seth Rollin- Rollins going full circle and was like, OK, I understand. Like have him fall down the bottom of the ladder, where even the twenty four seven champion R Truth, if it's still him, is like, you want to shot at this title? He's like, I don't even have the confidence to beat you. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I can't. Even he's like, okay, more, right? Yeah, and and then you have something spark the like resurgence, and that's where he could say, oh, you guys want to see this? Well, I'm gonna burn it down. And then burn it down would make a little bit more sense because now he's a fucking phoenix. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going. But God, yeah. you know what? Uh, Nothing will happen. They'll kiss. No, they'll kiss
2: to... and then they'll split up. And... Becky, just, Lynch they'll just they'll
1: yeah, Becky Lynch it. is dating Seth Rollins.
2: Neat. Yeah. And then they'll Neat. just go their separate ways. And they'll face Charlotte and Andrade soon enough.
1: And Yeah. So and and in any time that they need a tribute to the troops mixed tag match, it's those two versus, yeah, Charlotte and Andrade.
0: The Spanish announce table.
1: Tom.
2: WWE Universe always makes a whole lot of logical sense, right? Right? Sure. Yeah. So uh, when a man uh, uh, loses his United States title, uh, the very next night he's gifted with an opportunity uh, to challenge for the world title.
1: What do you mean? Samoa Joe. Ah, yes. Well, because you know how title shots are earned in WWE. It doesn't merit wins and losses. It's just, can you attack that guy before anyone else does?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I mean, it that's is.
1: essentially how he got the title shot. So if you're a wrestler on the roster, and again, let's go kayfabe and act like this is real, Why logic can tell out? you— <laughs> Yeah, if logic would tell you, if you're someone like Zack Ryder, who's just off not getting on television, well, the way to become champion and the most prestigious title is just attack the fucking guy.
2: Go out when you're not supposed to be on TV
1: and attack the guy.
2: Just go attack it. And then they'll even announce... As they're going out of break, they'll be like, we're going to get that match. We just got word. <laughs> Extreme Rules. Like, oh, really? It just yeah. moved that fast, huh? That's so just convenient. Word? just moved that quick. Uh, you guys are fast. Um, no, line, no
1: reason, right? Joe yeah. just did it because he wants a title, which sometimes monsters, that's all the sure. logic they need. I'm not yeah. saying we Fitz need Joe. this. Right. And we also sometimes don't need this Moby Dick story told about why someone's purpose is to get that title. Sometimes it can be just as simple as like, I want that. And a, a heel would say that. Right. But the justification of giving him the shot is pretty dumb. That's where I think you should say, Kofi Kingston should say, hey, before you get a shot at me, prove that you're even on my level you know, face blah, blah, blah for the number—face Dolph Ziggler for the number one contender. That
2: was it. So Dolph comes out, and he's like, I'm not going to allow somebody to, to to capitalize on the work I did. Well, then why isn't it, okay, Joe, you want to attack Kofi? Dolph, you want another shot? You two get it. Winner gets the shot at Extreme Rules. And then have Joe mercilessly beat the shit out of Dolph Ziggler. And we go, yeah. uh-oh. Oh, right.
1: Like, right! like, oh, no, Kofi. Yeah, Kofi right. struggled <laughs> to beat Dolph Ziggler. Right. Joe's not even breaking a sweat. Yeah, right. that's how you do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't, as much as I think this will be done well. Like, Kofi's not doing terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's not the worst, right? He's not Jack Swagger out there. Like, he's, right. you know, he's serviceable. Um, And Samoa Joe will carry this well enough to make this a good story told, I believe. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just odd, the timing and placement of
1: it. Yeah. Well, it's it's odd. The origin story is it was yeah. just an attack because I wanted something, right? And then I just got it. What? Yeah, there was
2: nothing. Here's here's what you do. He's he's celebrating his victory, and they're celebrating with pancakes. And they accidentally throw some pancakes that hit Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. and you know who's sulking over his loss. And he's like. Yep. And he throws the pancakes off and they're like, hey, you got a problem? And he's like, oh, do I got a problem, right? And he, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He takes out all three of the damn New Day, right? Like, I mean, have it be like, whoa, right? And then we move into it,
1: right? It it took
2: no extra time than what you told. It just doesn't make sense how you told it.
1: Right. And uh history would tell you that as you stated, Samoa Joe will do great in this spot because the last time he had a title shot, he did the hey Wendy to AJ Styles, so God only knows what he could do with Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Biggie, right? Kevin Owens did fantastic, I thought, in that spot. And Samoa Joe is on that same level promo-wise, in my opinion. Maybe not with the quick ad-libs that Kevin Owens has, but Joe can tell a convincing promo just as well as Kevin Owens. That's my point. And so, yeah, I think this is going to be fine. But when, let's just say this becomes a classic, we're going to say, and how did that start? Oh, he just attacked him. And he got it. Mm -hmm. And he got it. Again, That can be okay. He attacked him because he wants it. But then he just got it. No heel authority figure said, you know, Shane's in a bad mood. Kofi, he doesn't like. So that's why. Nothing was that. It was just he got it. He got it. Got the shot.
2: Yeah. Just got it. Just because he attacked him. They were
1: like, oh, that that sounds like a good match. Let's do it.
2: Book it. Book it. Before we come back from break, quick, Mm -hmm. get the graphic Mm -hmm. up. Get a Mm -hmm. graphics guy who's standing by who probably has nothing to do right now.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Tim, the WWE Network is evolving. Mm. Have you heard
2: about this news? Mm -hmm. Uh, I have heard about this news vaguely, but I assume you'll have more information for me.
1: Yes. So, Evolve's 10th anniversary celebration uh, will be featured on the WWE Network, and that will be running up against an all-elite show, and that will be on July 13th. Now, the main event is going to be NXT uh, champion Adam Cole taking on Akira Tozawa. Yeah, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. excuse me, that was my fault, right. taking on Akira Tozawa. Um, it's also going to have people like Drew Gulak, um matt riddle uh some independent guys that you might know eddie kingston uh and who else let's see here um that's really all the names that i see as of right now uh they do have a show uh, again this is called um evolves 10th anniversary celebration it's also known as evolve 131 it takes place july 13th in philadelphia they have a show this coming weekend of Evolve 129 and Evolve 130, the results of that card most likely will be featured on the Evolve 131 card that's going to be on the network. Uh, You know, some criticisms here is that, oh, they're just trying to get something, a new splash to go up against AEW, which they're competing, and it's a capitalism society. uh, So, duh, why wouldn't they do that? Right, yeah, Uh, why wouldn't they do that? But... I've, I feel like the story is actually that a live non-WWE event will be debuting on the network. So what are your thoughts specifically about that?
2: Yeah, that's the interesting thing for me. And I guess we heard rumblings of this a few months back, if not mm-hmm. longer. And I yeah. think maybe we theorized even that that was the direction they would want to go. And I think I remember seeing that like the idea was to bring some of these on and maybe Evolve may not fall under this since they're one of the original groups they've been dealing with. But, like, in, in the NXT UK, I think it's such that, like, they'll they'll work to feature them in those brands on there. But, like, if they gain enough steam, basically they'll just be absolved into WWE. Like, they'll just – WWE will just take that over and slap WWE on everything and be like, mm-hmm. cool, you're us now, right? Because they help kind of fun and get you exposure, which, hey, you know, that's in and of itself – not terrible too Like can you run A great enough Wrestling promotion That gets big enough To get absorbed Into the WWE universe You know what I mean Which yeah. sounds kind of You know I mean maybe you have Bigger aspirations than that Maybe you want to take over And be bigger than the WWE universe You know Good luck with that
1: um, But you know what I mean I wouldn't Yeah No <laughs> it's it's a great It's a great uh, Middle spot to be in Because then you get All of the best Independent talent In the world Because they know What you can do For that talent mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have the pressure and the stress and the the microscope that WWE has, right? Our podcast is centered around WWE. It's not centered around Evolve because – more people in this niche uh, viewing watches WWE than Evolve, right? So Evolve can make mistakes and have a storyline with not a great payoff and get away with it with no harm, no foul, where if WWE has a bad song for a new wrestler, we're all over that, right? And so I think it's a great spot for a promoter who's still trying to get his feet underneath him. Now, he's been doing this forever. He was Paul Heyman's right-hand man. He started Ring of Honor. But you know what I mean? Evolve is another... Chapter in his story, and I don't think the evolve, uh, you know, um, promotion has really established anything outside of Johnny Gargano, Matt Riddle. Like it needs some of that niche that an ECW had, and I think having that WWE relationship that they do behind the scenes helps with everything that the promotion is doing. So yeah, I think it's a great, um, I think it's a great move for evolve and i also think it's a great move for wwe to where it's like hey it's not another ride along right it's not another uh photo shoot or something which those are fine but if you want to make a splash with something else other than nxt takeover well here it is and so i think it i think it's a smart move and the criticisms of oh how dare wwe air this on the night AEW, like they're competing. As much as AEW says, we're not competing with WWE, we're just trying to do our own thing, and then in that same breath have a throne that looks like Triple H's uh, and then have it destroyed on their first show, like, shut up. WWE's is yeah. going to play King of the Mountain and push everyone off until someone takes them out of the top spot. So, yeah, it's totally fair.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: All right, so we've seen, we didn't get a Firefly Funhouse, but we got some characters spotted about the seemingly real-world WWE universe, so now we're starting to see an infiltration into the rest of the world. This is not the angle we've drafted up, either of the angles we've drafted up. Where do you think this goes?
1: I think this is the seeping... out of the house Into the universe Right yeah. this is the house Slowly Getting it's you know Tangling Into mm-hmm. the universe that is WWE and I like it right Because it's fucking weird it is and that weird. Freaked me out I had to go back <laughs> And I was like did I see a fucking Pig yeah, behind yeah. one of these guys uh-huh. like, Yeah I did and was that A witch behind Miz uh-huh. it fucking Was and now you got me. You got me. Like, I'm in. I want to you know. know. Right, I yeah. want to know. Also, kudos. I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but kudos to the very fantastic storytelling of Aleister Black saying, Someone knock on my door. And and guess what? Someone knocked. And we didn't see a pull apart fight. It was just Aleister Black giddy with happiness that violence is about to happen. Fuck yeah, yeah
2: that's all I do. I wasn't going to bring that up, but now that, I mean, it, these are two small enough ones that we can roll into one here. That'll be great. Um, Yeah, the Aleister Black thing was great. I, I know I have joked about this one and been like, come on, just go pick a fight, right? But I it would be wrong of me to not mention that he's done this really well and this is unique. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anybody do this and every time I see it like he's doing
1: like he's a good actor. Like he is Yeah. He's
2: well, really good.
1: And I like I like the reverse storytelling where yeah, I I don't just go pick a fight with anyone. It's an arrogance and I'm better than you. Who thinks that they're worthy enough to pick a fight with me? I'm begging you, any one of you assholes, just stand up. And, you know, in this case, knock on the door, but stand up. I like that. That's original. That's a new way to say I'm the best here. And I think that's cool. I think it's awesome. The only thing I would have changed is, you know, he's been calling everyone to fight him. But if, if you remember, he was in a tag team with Ricochet and he just went out when he was told. Now, all of a sudden, you know, he should yeah. have debuted this way. So who is the one who knocks? Whom is
2: the one who knocks?
1: I think if I'm booking this, it's Randy Orton. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. I would have next week the knock him open the door with giddiness and just like, yes, who? come on. And it's a. Fucking, you know, I don't know if you can put a viper, but a snake Mm -hmm. just crawls into the room and he looks at it and he goes, What is this? And then he just yells in out the door, like, Where are you? Who are you? What is this? And it's the fucking viper, Randy Orton. I like that. That's what I would do.
2: Make him the new Jake the Snake. Randy Orton. He likes snakes. He's a big snake guy.
1: Well, he's the viper.
2: He is the viper.
1: you know, and I'm not saying fucking give him a green bag and have a viper come to yeah, the ring. I'm just saying that's the
2: I no, am. Fuck no. it. Yeah, give him the twenty four seven title and let's roll no. with it.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying that's that's the avenue of the fight. Because hey, you can I make don't it want
2: you can make it a black bag.
1: Yes, true. But I don't want just the he answers the door. You said you're looking for a fight. We get punches. Refs all of a sudden just appear out of nowhere, and they're pulled apart. And then the next week, there's the match. Well, I want more storytelling.
2: What I really don't want is that, and I don't want him to open the door to Bobby Roode. Right? Like, this has got to be something yeah. or else this whole thing was for nothing. It fell flat. And oh, it's a mid-card.
1: Right. Oh, I am still behind the Randy Orton idea. I, think I like if the Randy I'm, Orton idea. I like it. Yeah, that's my submission. that's, that's my a big submission. enough name
2: for this. That's what oh, I mean, a, right? Like, yeah.
1: Yes. That's my submission if WWE is asking me for what would you do, right? They're listening. But a, yeah, but a second story that I would do there, have him open the door and have it be that fucking pig, the Bray Wyatt pig, just staring yeah. back at him. Man, mm-hmm. yeah. Always, oh shit.
2: The issue is, yeah, you've just got two characters debuting. I you can't know, you know. I know. Yeah, that's too
1: rough. That'd be that's fucking tough. cool. That'd be cool. But no, I want the Viper. I want him to open the door, get like ready for a fight. He jumps back. We have the camera pan down. It's a snake that crawls into the room. He walks past the you know snake, goes back to the door entrance, yells out, who are you? What is this? Come fight me. That's the end of the scene. Then Aleister Black keeps going with, I think I know who you are. And then have Randy Orton have wrestle just a couple other matches, right? Like keep it separate. Don't allude to that this is Randy Orton. And then Randy Orton fights Ali, right? And then Alistair Black actually attacks Randy Orton because he knew it was him. Right. And and you got him out of the room. Right. And then Randy Orton's like, Gotcha. Gotcha, you motherfucker. I'm in your head.
2: Yeah. And like, oh, I thought you were waiting for someone to pick a fight with you. But it'll probably be Cesaro.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: All right, we got AJ versus Ricochet uh, to end Raw, which was a damn good match. I, you got anything specific? What was your takeaways from this? I mean, again, not a whole lot of deep storyline to this, but w- in a th- when it's going to be damn good, it doesn't necessarily need
1: a story True. behind it. Right. True. And I thought we were going to go somewhere else with this. So if you saw on Stomping Grounds after Ricochet won, he did his photo shoot, AJ and the club, Kind of did the whole uh, star quarterback mentality to Ricochet and Ricochet kind of rejected it and was like, get out of here, you know, guys. And AJ's like, well, we'll see you around. So then we get the match. The club comes out to the ring, but then – I may have missed this – but then leaves. And then AJ just beats him straight up, which – Again, AJ is a former world champion. This is the first time Ricochet has won any title on the main roster. So you could say why or how an AJ Styles beats a Ricochet. I get that, right? And so now, most likely because you beat the champion, then you're like, I want that title uh, because I already beat him once. That makes sense for a rematch, right? A rematch now for the title. But I thought we were going to go with this kind of club versus Ricochet thing. And they've hinted at it. But then they are like they're slow burning. Off. It. It's like they backed off in real time.
2: <laughs> maybe they're slow burning it and knew like, oh man, we need to make that for this instead of this or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Again, who
1: knows? I think they. Uh, I think it needs to be it's Balor in the good club match, versus though. AJ. It was good very match. good match, and those two guys are awesome. Yeah, awesome. That's where sometimes you just needed one thing that they have the best of is the wrestlers, right? I do think Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers. In this world, more than Osprey sure. and others, right? But since they have all that talent and they fucking suck at storytelling, you know what's the easiest thing to bring back, in my opinion? King of the Ring! Tournaments! Yes, that's what I mean. Give it a little more sports like feel if you're not
2: gonna tell me a story. Personal storylines.
1: Yeah, because if this. If this winner, like take away the belt, the U.S. title, because the belts don't make any sense either anymore because you have Alexa Bliss, a challenging again for a SmackDown title, even though she's a Raw star. Don't get me started on that. But this match would have been cooler if you said the winner advances in the tournament to then get a future WWE title shot, universal title shot then it has more stakes then it doesn't matter a story because we ought to, yeah. it, it's easy enough to tell the All winner advances, too, losers
2: out you do, this doesn't have to be like Teenage Bound for Glory series because you don't have to like post these scores anywhere, but you can just right. be like this person's going to get X amount of points and then that'll allow, you know, the top point getters will be put into a tournament for you know what I mean a number one contender shot or or they'll get a fatal four way or whatever right you just come up with nonsense like that if that's what you're going to do and you're just telling me I got to pick a guy that I like right like mm-hmm. if that if that's the route you want to go but it just feels hard for me to get behind that because it's all made up and I know that right like I need more of yeah. the of well, the of the stuff, right? Because and Seth Rollins used to be one of the best at that. Remember the corporation mm-hmm. storyline, whatever they were calling mm-hmm. it, the Authority. And when mm-hmm. he had J and J with him and stuff, like he was one of the best. So him being like, "Well, this is you know, this is all fine. Everybody should be fine with this." No, man, you were even better than this.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think one one thing that they would change if I were doing the King of Ring because as smarks that we are, we can look at a tournament and if we see that. Finn Balor's going up against Apollo C- Cruz. And then right below that, it's um, Ricochet versus Heath Slater will we go like, okay, so Ricochet's winning that and Finn's winning that and then they'll face each other in the next round. Where I would switch it all up is say, here's the tournament bracket, right? You have this matchup, this ma- matchup, this matchup, this matchup. The winners will advance. But next week we will then randomize the matchups for next week. So it's not a bracket to where you can see, oh, in the West region, it's this team, this team, this team. It's then, hey, after the winners advance, then we make up a new bracket to where the Smarks don't just look at the bracket and go like, well, that guy's not advancing, that guy's not advancing, and that guy's going to go to the semifinals. And you can change it up.
2: right? You can change it up if, if things go along. You could even do similar like the World Cup does. You can have... There's a pool of guys that are doing a round robin thing, and those two are going to move on. Like, you could do something over time for us like that, right?
1: Well, and then that would make the episode a little bit more enjoyable to watch, and you could tell lazier stories but still be captivating, right? right? So the winners advance, right? So you do it next week. You do a 16-man tournament. The winners advance. Next week on Raw, we're we're going to announce the matchups and have those matchups. So after all the people won, tune in next week because you don't know who they're going to face. Neither do they. And then we get Raw and it starts off and here's the reveal of the bracket. It's that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Almost like the Lethal
2: Lottery. Remember when they yeah. would do that? Like, God, uh-huh. I didn't even bring that back. That was a fun one. You remember that where there was – it was like 40 guys, and you would draw a tag team partner out of that. It could be your tag mm-hmm. team partner. could be somebody else. could be somebody you hate. And you got to beat another random-ass tag team to get into the tournament. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was yes. fun. That was a great and idea. And
1: then, yeah, and there's stakes to it. Right? Right. And then that way, more people can get on TV. You can still do your 24-7 title. You can still do your – uh you know, feuds and you can also still do, uh, your. Title champion versus number one contender But then to get the next thing involved So Samoa Joe just doesn't attack Someone and get a shot you had this Tournament in the background always Going mm-hmm. so Samoa Joe is now the number One contender who's next well we're finding Out yeah. we have a tournament and that can be formulaic Right but for every big four event You could run yeah. through that
2: during your Other events and stuff and some of the bigger Matches for that could be at those you know In between events like you could You could break this down and figure it out but they just don't I mean yeah and you can
1: yeah, and too much formulation
2: books you in a corner sometimes, but this feels like it it allows for built in randomization of it.
1: Right, built in randomization that then allows people who aren't on TV every week to then yes. be on TV, then not be on TV, then be on TV, then not be on TV, and, and it and mimics a real, yeah,
2: sports like thing, which is where the industry seems to be going too. Like there is a bit more mm-hmm. of a, it's presented mm-hmm. as more of a like the the on screen results are more. mm Hmm. More realistic sports strike driven, if that makes any sense. The
0: Spanish Announce Table.
2: Tom. Tim. Did you also know that we have our own merchandise for sale?
1: I did know that. Mm. I actually have a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. And coming soon, once I get done with all these medical bills... Thanks, government and healthcare. I'm going to get me a coffee mug, a mm. Spanish Announce Table coffee mug.
2: Tom's so broke, you can't even drink his coffee, folks. That's why you need to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and look for the link that says Merch Table up there. It'll take you to our Zazzle page. Zazzle. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, but it's just easy to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and click the link. And then there's all kinds of stuff. Man, there's shirts. There's a deck of cards. I think there's a flask, maybe. I, you know, I don't even remember. Coffee mugs,
1: phone covers, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats. Very various designs any and everything you can think of we got it click the link spanishannouncedable.net
2: so do it spanishannouncedable.net spanish announce merch table check it out
0: the spanish announce table hey tom hey tim
2: you ready for this yeah too too sweet me bro
1: i'm an adult i don't do Um, hand gestures
2: well i think we're getting the resurgence of the wwe version of The club,
1: maybe? Yeah, I think, you know, the coolest thing here... Okay, so you want me to do T-Max Storytime again? Because I did one already. I'll do another one.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. T-Max Storytime would do this. It would be AJ Styles riding the club of, why are you guys losing? You Mm -hmm. guys need to stop losing. Get serious, get serious, get serious. They lose a couple more times, have them lose to the Revival, have them lose to... B team, whoever the fuck's on Raw, right? Then they do a six-man tag, and it's a, the the club versus fill in the blanks, right? It doesn't matter. Bobby Lashley, New Day, card rule, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whoever it is, right? And then you have AJ Styles get the win. Like, see, motherfuckers, you win with me. Yeah. And then backstage, he kind of does like a little push. He's like, see? Doesn't it feel good to win? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next week. AJ Styles makes the hot tag. They're doing another six-man tag. AJ Styles does the hot tag, gets in, kind of looks at him. is like, I'm going to save your ass again. And the club's like, fuck this. We've had it. And they go in, and they beat up AJ Styles. Boom, boom, put the boots to him. Like, fuck you. We're good without you. And then the next week, you have AJ in the ring saying like, hey, come out here. What's the hell? We got an issue? Right. Then the the three of them, you know, two on one staring at him, you know, and AJ's like, I'm doing this to make you better. And they're like, we don't need you. We never needed you. You know who we need? Lights out, lights back on, Finn Balor. And it's Finn Balor in the club taking out AJ Styles. That's what you do. Finn Balor needs to lead the club. As cool as the club is, AJ Styles Styles will always be, if we're – peeling back the curtain and watching, you know, wrestling as a whole was always the second leader of the bullet club. The original bullet club mm-hmm. is Carl Ander- Anderson, uh, Luke Gallows and Finn or Virgo Devitt. But what, you know what I'm saying? That's the three. I don't want to see AJ as their leader. That already happened once and it was kind of cool, but I want to see Finn as the heel bullet club guy that was.
2: Yeah. Cause the deal is, yeah, you can't even have him as a fourth wheel because he's, Bigger in the WWE bank right now than Finn Balor, so you can't feature Finn as the lead guy. It's got to be the three man group. It's got to be Finn, and you've just got to let them do what they did, right? Like the yeah, just but let to them AJ
1: cool. Styles, but can yeah.
2: they? Will they? I mean, it's this is uh, what we've talked about throughout many of our latest clips and episodes. Like, can they? Yeah,
1: and then the whole and then when the next week after the beatdown, when they're like Finn, why'd you do that? What happened? He could say. The club was always mine. It was never AJ's. These guys know how to win when they have a leader like me and not a bully like him. You know, that could be his storyline. That's the story. Right. Finn and the club.
2: Then he could say, Balor Club is for everyone but AJ Styles.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah! <laughs>
2: right? Yes! That could be his heel phrase for anybody. Balor Club is for everyone. Except you. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. That could be his t shirt. Except you. Ballard Club for everyone. And then on the back, dot, 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 except you.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: All right. So, second time I've seen this Ollie vignette now. And I don't, is he a new age urban Jesus or what's going on here?
1: Well, that's fascinating to me because typically when you get the Follow the light, or follow the buzzards, or bow leave. That's a heel type right. saying, but it's it's still yet to be proven if he's going heel with what he's saying. Doesn't so feel like it. It doesn't feel like it, but history would tell you it is going to be that right. Because yeah, it's hard to and cheer so for that. It's hard to cheer for that, but it's also like, yeah, no, uh, aspire to be the best person you can right. be. Yeah, like, don't drink. That makes sense. Yeah which let's point something out here
2: did he commission the own shooting of this or did like he it, ask who maybe who he could bring along because long-term listeners of our show will know this but that was definitely uh an NWL uh jacket in there like we know who that that was in that video who was doing the drinking Laney was her uh, was her was her name at least that I, for sure that I know that she was working under. I don't know you know what her you know we did not have much personal interaction with her that's for sure.
1: No, but that was definitely an NWO jacket which we're, we we you know we popped for just because it was like NWO that's the biggest it's ever going to be because now it's not a company anymore but it's based out of Kansas City or it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's the other thing though is. Ali's promos are completely different than everyone else's. Like, Alistair Black's are really well acted, but it still looks like a WWE uh, promo, right? Mm-hmm. The lighting, you know, the the type of right. shot. Yeah, this is, is different. Get. This is yeah. completely left. That's why I was wondering I, if he
2: brought this to them. That's why I was like, yeah, because hey, this looks different. So,
1: Yeah. So it's captivating in that sense. And like I said, and what you brought up, it feels very, you know, new wave, follow the guru. But every time they've done follow the guru, it's turned to heal. So maybe we get a heal, Ali. I don't know. But it's fascinating. I'm, I'm intrigued so far.
0: The Spanish announce table.
1: Tim, another week has passed, and as we always do, because this is our podcast, and it's a little bit more than just a pro wrestling podcast, because we've been doing this for five-plus years now. It's also a podcast about Tim and Tom. So with that being said, Tim, what'd you do this past week?
2: Oh, man, I had a fairly normal weekend, right? It involved housework. Uh, son soccer game and working at Dustin Kaufman's comedy club, the comedy club of Kansas city. Uh, the soccer game went well it's 25 to nine victory. Uh, Tw- in, hold in, on. So four babe. on four indoor, right? Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. Jesus Christ, pull that goalie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is the last, uh, this was the last, or no, no, there's one more game of this is still this rec league indoor. It's mm-hmm. ending that season for the premier league. Right. Is practice to start, uh, next month, Monday for that. Um, so uh, yeah, they were working uh, these other kids over. Uh, yeah, Hayden, like Hayden it. and one other kid just were just able to do no wrong against these other guys. So I mean, that was that. Uh, the comedy club in Kansas City went well. A local guy by the name of Mike Baldwin, I kind of shared with you uh, his name off air. I would suggest looking him up. He's a very funny guy. Just talks about normal stuff, right? Food, drugs he's taking, right? Just yeah. He's from Independence, right? So you'll get hey, it. Hey, so
1: am I. I right, like it. I'll it. follow him right, right. now just because of that. Mm-hmm. Follow.
2: Yep. And then um, Louis Katz was was the headliner. He was super funny, dude. And then, Tom, clean one of the garages this weekend, right? Clean it out. We're getting ready to try to sell some old stuff off, right? Like, got a deep freeze we're not using anymore, some old just junk that we had laying around, right? And then we got, what are we going to do? We're going to put it in the garage so we can take pictures cool. of it, sell it online. I'm not going to have a garage sale. That's, I don't. Yeah. But the garage was full of crap, right? So I only got to clean that out, right? And I don't think mm-hmm. I've swept behind some of this stuff in the two years we've lived here, right? So then I went Yikes. into all adult dad mode, right? I'm lifting stuff I probably shouldn't be lifting by myself, right? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like all of a sudden like in the zone. I got music going, right? That's probably, you know, kids are like, what in the fuck is this old shit? Just went into that whole mode, right? Did all that and then, you know, sore for about three, four days after that. Because that's what happens to those guys that are getting older.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: All right, Tom, in theory, I like when I write down on paper, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't like what's going on here. And And I mean, it makes sense, right? Strongman events, but we've been conditioned to believe nobody in the history of ever is even half as strong as Braun Strowman. So what is the contest here?
1: Yeah, I would have told this a little different. Again, because this is what I I want to hear. How would you
2: have told this? Because I'm lost here because I think I I think both of these guys are really good. So how do we make this better?
1: I would have had. I would almost have Braun Strowman not as a bully, but like, oh, that's cute little guy. Watch me do it. So you have Bobby Lashley backstage. Uh, getting people to surround him as he does some feat of strength, right? Like everyone gather around, gather around, gather around, watch this. You guys don't think I can do this? Watch this. hundred dollars, $1, thousand dollars. Who says I can't do this? Right. Watch me and rip this locker it.
2: off the wall. Right. Whatever.
1: Right. Let me watch, you know, and then as soon as he does it and everyone's like, wow, you know, you have the no way Jose and Rudes and Gables of the world standing around like, Oh my God, that was crazy. You have, it looked so minimal as Braun Strowman goes like that was cute. Watch this, I'll double it. Or you know, and then that's when Bobby Lashley's like, "Oh, you think you're fucking better than me?" And it's like, "Yeah, I think I'm better than you." And then it almost becomes I would have it almost as like a game of horse, right. where Bobby Lashley's like, "Here's this feat of strength," and then Braun's like, "Ah, I don't like the because where it, it's losing some some luster with me is." Well, Bobby Lashley just ends up pouting and throws something in his right. face or goes and hits him with a forearm, and then they separate, and that's it. I would have it to where Bobby Lashley's wanting to be the coolest guy, and he just knows he isn't, but he's going to be trying his damnedest to prove it to Braun that, like, it's a respect thing, almost similar to where. Uh, Velveteen Dream was making Aleister Black say his name, Mm -hmm. have Bobby Lashley doing all of this stuff to say, I'm just as strong as you. Now, it's not true, but at the end of this feud, Braun Strowman was like, you know, you proved a lot to me. Have that be the payoff. But this whole like, well, Bobby then attacks him again. Like, that's where it's losing it for me. I would have it start. I would have had it start with the Bobby Lashley tries to do something He gets you know thrown to the wayside, and he isn't as cool because Braun just doubled it, and then it's a well. You don't think I can do this? I did that, and almost to where Bobby Lashley is harassing Braun Strowman, like, hey, can you rip a phone book in half? Watch this, boom! Right, and that's impressive. And then Braun's like, yeah, here's two of them, and he does it, and like, god damn it! And then the next week, I would have it be like that instead of this. Well, I guess this week it's a tug of war. Well, why? Who said that? Who challenged who? Like, that's what's not being told. It's just feats of strength, and that's it.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: Okay, Tom, uh, WWE, universe the logic uh, we covered this already i think uh very very easy to follow right very understandable very logical very reasonable very sound
1: exactly mm-hmm. exactly
2: so uh when a a intercontinental champion has been gone for a unrememberable uh, a period of time uh, he's going to immediately be challenged for his title by a guy who's been gone even longer
1: yeah, duh.
2: In Shinsuke works, Nakamura right? challenging Finn Balor for the IC title, right? And everybody's like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yep, that sounds right. That sounds great. What What are we talking about? I
1: don't know. I don't, I don't get know. it. It doesn't make sense it, to me. You know, it doesn't what make sense that? to me, but it's one of those things where it's like, on paper, this is cool. Very similar to how uh, All Elite Wrestling this Saturday has, I believe it's this Saturday, has uh, Cody... Vice President of All Elite Wrestling fighting in a tag match with his brother, the other vice presidents of the company for giggles. Why?
2: It's for the uh, closest parking spot. Yeah, closest two parking spots.
1: This feels very much like it. Where it's like, hey, those are two guys that I'd like to see a match. All right, well, let's make it happen. Okay, what's the story? Well, they they stood next to each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a match. It's a match then. You
2: guys want to see it.
1: Yeah, right. And that's why it, this doesn't make sense to me. The All Elite Wrestling tag match doesn't make sense. Like, why would you do that? And then this, hey, I'm the champion. Well, again, it's almost like how Samoa Joe got his uh, shot against Kofi. It's like, well, I stood next to him. So doesn't that mean I get a shot? Like, Joe actually tagged Kofi. I guess Nakamura just said, like, fuck all that. I'm just going to stand next to him you and I'll get the shot. Touch the belt. Yeah, just touch the belt. Mine. The yeah, first do. one to touch the belt is the Challenger. Yeah, Apollo Crews. Fucking get your act together and just t- start touching some belts.
0: The Spanish announce table.
2: I mean, I think we hit it all, man. We we think they could, they, they're not trying enough and or they're self-limiting somehow or, mm-hmm. or I don't know. But there's definitely some good nuggets in there, right? We really like the... The Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross thing, Um, Mm -hmm. the 24-7 title is entertaining us. There is hope with this Bray Wyatt thing going on. We're seeing that mix in. I like The Miz. I think The Miz gets better every time I see him. We didn't really hit on The Miz much. That thing with him and Elias was done really well. Elias is also one that I think is, is sneaky with how much better he is than I think he gets credit for. Like I think Mm -hmm. he could be a top guy. Like he's really good. So I mean, there is definitely things in there to be positive about. Don't don't get me wrong. And Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are good. Uh, I just you know I just think there's less. They they need to be connecting some more dots, or structuring it somehow different.
1: I think we're going to look back at, at this week if we were to examine each week at the end of the year and say this is the start of some new storylines. Like you said, Becky and Seth are now together. What's next there? The uh, animals from the uh, playhouse are mm-hmm. starting to show up backstage. What happens there? Someone knocked on Alistair Black's door. Who's there? So th- this was a good week to get you intrigued. Now we'll see how the payoff comes. But at least it was – wait a minute. What's that? Hold on. What was that? Rewind uh, that again. Did I see that correctly? And so it, it did really well with some starts of potentially really good or really bad stories. The other thing that we didn't mention on, uh, and I think we'll recap next week, because I think if we were to make our picks, we would just be kind of doing it blindly. But this Saturday is the Fighter Fest. So you have uh, John Moxley versus the bad boy Joey Janela. You have the Rhodes versus... Uh, The Bucks. I believe that's at this Mm. show. You have Kenny Omega on there. You have uh, other big name talents from All Elite Wrestling. It's on free if you have uh, Bleacher Report. If you're in America and you have uh, the Bleacher (laughs) Report app, you can watch it for free there. I do. I'm going to. And so next week. That's a Saturday night. So we will uh, recap that on next week's show. But again, if we made picks, we would just be like, I don't know, Jungle Boy, because we don't know. They don't have a history. So we can't really tell. And they don't really have too much story. Yeah, we tried going that with AEW this.
2: and it was awkward. Double or nothing, right?
1: Yeah. So we'll see how Fighter Fest goes. We'll recap that next week. But uh, the intrigue of new storylines in WWE I thought was good. And the upcoming uh, live event from All Elite Wrestling has me uh, positive and patient Uh callback for the week of wrestling.
2: Yeah, me too. So that's enough for me, man. This has been episode 266, and we will be back for next week with, if you do the math, 267 of the Spanish Announce Table.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.